Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. As we turn our hearts towards scripture read and proclaimed, let us now pray for illumination. Let us pray. Gracious God, grant that the words you speak to us this day may take root in all of our hearts and bear fruit to your honor and your glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And now a reading from the book of Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, which is a pair of turtle doves, and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light to the revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. Now there was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day, At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, the family returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. 
The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. So if you saw a miracle, would you know it? If I am honest about this question, I'm not sure I would. I am sure it would pass me by and I would be none the wiser. So today, we are going to take some cues from Simeon and Anna from their stories in the Bible. We're going to look at a couple of major medical advances in the developing world. And lastly, I'm going to touch on Paul Simon's incredible work as a singer-songwriter over his 80 years. What an incredible story we just read in the Bible. We have two named people who get to see the baby Jesus enter the Jerusalem temple. Simeon and Anna both are in the temple the day that Mary and Joseph bring baby Jesus for dedication and to bring purification to God. Now on first pass, this makes total sense that Simeon and Anna would make a fuss about this new baby. Because isn't that what we do? Don't we make fusses about new babies? Because we know it's not uncommon to fawn and coo and to fuss and fits with the new baby. They're so small and cute. And they have what my friend Jason says is the new baby smell. They smell a little sweet and soft. So of course, Anna and Simeon would want to make a fuss over this new baby. Yet how did they know that this child was the one, the miracle, the Messiah they had been waiting for? How did they know that they were seeing the actual miracle in front of them? And how can we know if, if we are ever going to see miracles? Based on the text that we just read, there are at least three practices that seem to create an environment for Simeon and Anna to know that they are seeing the miracle of the Messiah. So we're going to go through those three practices. The first practice Faithful study. The text tells us in verse 25 that Simeon was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and that the Holy Spirit rested upon him. And verse 37 tells us that Anna never left the temple, but she worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. It is certain that these two prophets knew their Bible, knew their Torah. They knew scripture and trusted the promises of God. They fasted, they prayed night and day. Anna and Simeon both knew the hope of the coming Messiah. To them, though, this Messiah would probably be one, would be one who would deliver Israel from Roman imperialism. 
So it was thought that this Messiah would be a great general in the army, or perhaps a great warrior. Yet Anna and Simeon would have also known about Isaiah's promise, about how the little child shall lead them, and about all that we talked about in Advent of the coming of the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. So with a foundation of a faithful study of scripture, Anna and Simeon were grounded enough to be open to the Holy Spirit's movement, leading us to our second practice. So our first practice is faithful study. Our second practice is openness to the Holy Spirit. Simeon and Anna were well-versed in the deliverance of Israel from Egypt in the Exodus story. This would have been something that they practiced and rehearsed every year at the Passover. So Anna and Simeon likely believed that the coming of the Messiah might look like the story of Moses. So it was imperative that Anna and Simeon be open to the Holy Spirit's movement. Verse 26 tells us that it had been revealed to Simeon by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Messiah. Simeon had been told by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah before he died. I wonder what type of Messiah Simeon was looking for. Would it have been a great warrior? Was it a powerful ruler coming in? Or was it another type of Messiah? I wonder if Simeon was expecting a tiny newborn baby to be walking into that temple to be the coming Messiah. It seems in this moment that Simeon's openness to the Holy Spirit is what allowed him to not miss this opportunity to see the miracle of the Messiah's presence. So with a strong foundation of faithful study and openness to the Holy Spirit's movement, Anna and Simeon are ready for the third practice shown to us today. The third practice is seeing the miracle. So it's not enough to just be prepared through faithful study and to be open to the Holy Spirit's movement. No, there's a third step in this story that happens. Simeon sees the miracle. Verse 27 tells us that Simeon was guided by the Holy Spirit and went into the temple to see Mary and Joseph. And they knew that he knew that he was seeing the Messiah. But I want to make an interesting nuance here. You know how sometimes we sort of see something from afar and sort of notice it over there? We're like, hey, that's a really interesting thing over there. And we might think it to ourselves or tell the person next to us. That's not what happens here. 
Simeon does not just passively see this baby Messiah walk on by in his mother arms. Simeon does not merely see from afar and tell his friends about it. No. Simeon actively walks over to this baby Jesus, to Mary and Joseph, and picks up the baby in his arms and then launches into a song about the greatness of God. And the text goes on to say that the child's father and mother were amazed at what this baby was being destined for, for bringing the good news to the world. It almost seems that there's a way that Simeon's seeing of the miracle of the baby Messiah seems to cement for Mary and Joseph that their new baby was destined for bringing the good news to the world. So additionally, the text tells us that the prophet Anna came into the temple and began singing praises to God and speaking about this child to whom all were looking for the redemption of Israel. So just like Simeon, Anna comes to tell about the child who will redeem them. Anna does not simply feel the guiding of the Spirit and keep this information to herself. She acts upon it. She goes and tells people about it. She does not simply whisper it to her closest friends. She tells the whole temple. So Anna and Simeon both do not just simply see this miracle walk in. They don't just simply see it with their eyes. They talk about it. They sing about it. And they tell people about it. Simeon and Anna were devout Jews who had been faithful in the Jerusalem temple. They were attuned to the Holy Spirit's movement and were open to what the Holy Spirit would reveal to them. And lastly, when, they, when that miracle walked through those doors, they saw it, they named it, and they sang praises to God. So it makes sense that in our Bible story that our characters would be devout, and clearly hear the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit talks. Spirit talks. And of course, they're definitely going to see the miracle of the Messiah baby Jesus walking into the temple. So I wonder if this same framework would work for us in the real world. So I tested it out. So let me set up this problem for you. In his book, Where Good Ideas Come From, Stephen Johnson tells us about how today an incubator for a baby is standard equipment in every major Western developed hospital. But in developing nations, many infants still die that might survive with this standard piece of equipment. So the problem is not access to these incubator machines. Many rural hospitals around the world have them. The real hurdles come 
with the need for parts when they break and for the expertise to repair them when they break. A researcher observed that even in the smallest towns in the rural developing world, that the people could keep their automobiles running. Somehow, they knew how to do this. They could figure it out. They could use the tools at hand to make automobiles run. So the researcher suggested that an idea to make newborn incubators with automobile parts. Three years after this, a team named Design That Matters came up with a device called the Neo Nurture. So let me read this to you. Johnson writes, three years after the suggested idea that the Design That Matters team introduced a prototype device called Neo Nurture. From the outside, it looked like a streamlined modern incubator but its guts were automotive. Sealed beam headlights supplied the crucial warmth for a newborn incubator. Dashboard fans provided filtered air for circulation. Door chimes sounded the alarms. You could power the device with an adapted cigarette lighter. Building the Neo Nurture out of car parts was doubly efficient because it tapped both the local supply of parts themselves and the local knowledge of automobile repair. These were both abundant resources in the rural villages. So you didn't have to be a trained medical technician to fix this device. You didn't even have to read a manual. You just needed to know how to replace a broken headlamp. Is this a miracle? I'd like to ask all the parents of the babies who are alive because of machines just like this. It's a miracle that even the smallest of towns in the rural developing world could have access to incubators and the ability to repair them and maintain them when they break. Each child who takes advantage of a machine like this is a walking miracle. So these researchers had years of faithful study of the problem of infant mortality in the developing world. They were open to using existing parts in a new way. And they were willing to look beyond a current understanding of how things are supposed to work. And finally, They made prototypes, they made the miracle happen, and they showed it to the world. This same team is now working on a device called Firefly, which is a newborn phototherapy device designed to allow rural hospitals with limited resources and inexperienced staff to successfully treat jaundice. Something in our society and culture gets treated without a second thought. The miracle is getting health care to the people that need it in the moment that they need it. Miracles are not out of sight. 
We've heard three examples that miracles are just almost literally in front of us. I even came across this example in, of all places, uh, stay with me for a minute, the Howard Stern Show. I know, right? Um, where he's interviewing Paul Simon, and he asks Paul Simon about his, his writing career and asked if there were songs that he particularly loved. And Paul Simon cited three songs that he said were, quote, from beyond him. He knew in these three songs that he was a conduit for a great truth, for a great story. Now, we all know Paul Simon, has, he has years of study and knowledge of music, but he had openness to what was coming through him, of what was in front of him. And then, of course, shared it with the world. So if you're a Paul Simon fan and are curious, um, these three songs are Graceland, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, and Sound of Silence. With deep knowledge of music and songwriting, and with openness to what was beyond, and seeing the songs to fruition, Even Paul Simon seems to echo the practices of Anna and Simeon in our story for today. So what about you and me? Have you seen a miracle? If so, I hope you'll tell us about it. But if you don't know if you've seen a miracle, perhaps we can use these three practices from our story today. Faithful study of the word of God. Openness to the Holy Spirit's movement. And of seeing the miracles when they happen. And finally, telling the world about God's amazing works. Only then will our God dismiss us in peace. Alleluia and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.